We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This guy right here can now officially call you an all-star dad. Congratulations to your family, Julius. What does it mean to you to be named an all-star yet again? Uh, it means a lot. You know, you put a lot of uh, work and effort um, into coming prepared every season. Um, thankfully, you know, my organization, my teammates, coaches, everybody trusts me to go out and be the best version of me every night. And uh, I just try to make you guys proud, so I appreciate it. What feels different this time around? Uh, it took a lot of work to get back here, um, but I don't know it's special. I get to share it with him, to share it with my family. Uh, you guys, the city of New York, I appreciate it. Kaiden, anything you want to say to your dad? Is my dad did good. He did great. He did. Uh, Cactus Shack. What's going on, Cactus? Do they not teach how to inbounds anymore? Go next. Uh, I think guys just get flustered. Guys who aren't used to doing it get flustered, especially. Um, and that's one of those things. It's like guys are big game players and big moment players in different ways. I think RJ has ice water in his veins when it comes to like driving the lane with the ball in his hands. And he certainly made a lot of big threes at the end of games, but like maybe that's not his, that's not his thing. I don't know. Fair though. Thanks, Cactus Shack. Greg Moran, what's going on, Greg? This game, like the entire season, was an absolute roller coaster, you think? I can't even fathom sitting here and trying to talk about that game if they had lost. I, I was thinking to myself, as I, I probably at the moment where um, I knew they were going to, where the, they were looking at the BAM non foul. At that moment, when they decide, when the, I became aware they were going to review it, I was like, "Oh, they're going to lose this game," and somehow I'm going to have this game and the Dallas game in Dallas and the Bulls game. Which now, like, if they had lost this game <laughs> again, the Bulls game would then at that point look like quaint in retrospect. Um, how they lost that with the four. Miss free throws, although God, I remember that night. Um, but like, how do you, you know, how do you keep doing that? To say nothing of all of the other like normal terrible losses, as opposed to like I'm going to tell my grandchildren. Uh, anyway, Brunson and a Mitchless dub. Don't ask questions. Just take the dub and run. Exhale. That's my big takeaway, and that's why like this is a night where I'm never going to tell anybody like <clears throat> don't don't criticize because again it was a 
when when the bad shit comes up game after game after game and it's the same bad shit and it's like the PTSD it's not PTSD because it, it's not like it went ever, ever went away it's not post traumatic it is the trauma is active so that's why I'm never going to blame anybody for criticizing but like I do think this is a night to take a step back and be like no Mitchell Robinson no Jalen Brunson you beat a better a team that is better the higher in the standings than you um you know at full health that's just exhale two two more so i keep saying two more get to the all-star break at 500 two more games can we get two more two mythic monty what's going on mythic felt like a two, 2021 Knicks game thankful for uh brunson this felt like a little, little bit like a 1997 Knicks game at some points um yeah, I'm thankful for Brunson too. He, I really feel like I want to say more about him because <clears throat> I can't sit here and say he got robbed, right? I can't sit here and say he got robbed because that's not that's not accurate. Um, do I think there was a really good argument for him over Drew Holiday? I do. Um, you could. You could make a case for him over DeMar DeRozan. I think the case for him over DeMar DeRozan is actually a little bit stronger than the case for him over Tyrese Halliburton. But like Halliburton, keep in mind, like Halliburton is one of these guys who played in the, like he played 40 games and then he got hurt. And then when he got hurt, the Pacers couldn't win a game again. So like in a weird way, his missing games actually kind of helped his candidacy because that turned into a different team. Um, That's like, the honest answer is probably if Brunson was going to get in, it would have been over Randall. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that to Randall to be like, you know, it's, it's a travesty that Brunson didn't get in, um, in place of his teammate. But like, you wonder, like Brunson had the narrative this year, um, new team turned around their season from last year. Everybody knows his importance. Nobody's questioning Jalen Brunson's importance to the Knicks. Um, I, I really, I'm, I'm sure he wanted that too, especially since that was the other part of it. Like Julius has one already, you know, and I don't know that Jalen Brunson is going to get another. Now, if the Knicks become a really good team, maybe that changes. But then if the Knicks become a really good team, do the Knicks get a, a much better player? And then does Jalen Brunson's role change and his numbers will look differently? It, it's, you know, I, I feel bad for him from, from that perspective. Um, Thanks, Mythic Monty. Appreciate it. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? <clears throat> Good night for me personally. I, I can't wait to hear about it. And the Knicks caught the second half. Isaiah Hardenstein turning around his season couldn't come at a better time. Good night. Good for RJ tonight. Wow. Yeah. Glad you had a good time tonight, Kevin. I'll just leave it at that. HamDM got a credit. Give iHeart credit. He's been playing well. Yeah. Like, look at the games they've won. They won games over Boston. Which is probably Hardenstein's least impact um, of the three. The Cleveland game, massive impact, obviously, defensively down the stretch. And this game, they don't win this game without Isaiah Hardenstein. And they needed, they needed one of the centers to step up if they were going to overcome the loss of Mitch and win any games. And we're sitting here now, and like, like I, I. I you know, 
I looked at the schedule after Mitch went down, and I was like, "Shit!" What? Like, and don't forget, they had just lost. Like, they, they he went down in the Washington game, right? But they had lost. They lost that game, and they lost to Tor- Toronto. And I was like, "Where? Where are the wins coming from?" And now you look up, and in games in which Mitch has been completely absent, they're three and four. Um, which should it be maybe four and three? Should they have won the Laker game? Probably, but like still, three and four without Mitch, you take it. Even three and five, if you want to throw in the Washington game. Thanks, Andy. <clears throat> Dominic Manzi, can we talk about Jules' kick out to Grimes? Great winning play right there. It was easily my favorite play of the game from him. Easily my favorite play of the game. Um, it was a pass that I don't think a lot of people can make. Um, certainly not a lot of people in the NBA his size. You know, that that was a LeBron level pass, you know, or a Jokic level pass or, you know, Sabonis, a Sabonis level pass. Like Randall isn't obviously he's not on the level of those guys as a passer. I just named two of the I don't know, 10 or 15 greatest passers ever in LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. But like on that level, on that level, that pass and as as great as the pass was in terms of the skill required to execute it. The fact that he made the pass is what you love. That's what you love. Thanks, Dominic. Glad you pointed that out. Sean Ford, this team, this team, this, I'll add a word for you, fucking team. My God, I needed that. They needed that. Um, RJ needed that. But does it always have to be like that? Hashtag good God. Um, Yes. Yes. Yes, it does. That's your answer. You want my answer? You asked it? That's my answer. Yes, it has to be like that. Dylan Chop Charles. Okay, I think I know what's coming for this. What's going on, Dylan Chop Charles? Yo, J-Mac, I'm back like a spine. I like that. On tonight's forgotten play, with 46 seconds left in the third, Randall has a great assist to Deuce for a three. Then on the following play, gets almost the same assist to Grimes. I, I called it out at the beginning of the live stream. I hope you heard it. I was getting ready to to praise him specifically for those two passes because for the remainder the entirety of the third quarter leading up to that, he was not he was not good. Um and then those two passes, I was like, yes, we're back. Um, great ball movement. Completely agree. And that's why, like, even, you know, was it Julius's best game? No, not Julius's best game. 23 points on 19 shots, but 10 rebounds. Six assists, three steals, could do without the seven turnovers. Um, 17 turnovers for the next tonight. Not what you want. Not what you want. I'm actually going to look up. I think that might have been one of their season high turnover totals. Thank you very much, Dylan Chop Charles. I love the tonight's forgotten play. Really do. Jibo. So I'm going to pretend the last two minutes didn't happen. Why? What would be the fun in that? And there was also some really big plays, like good plays in the last two minutes. You could pretend the last five seconds didn't happen. And then the, I guess the inbounds too. (coughs) Uh, Great bounce back game, RJ. Quinn Grimes finally made an open clutch three. Open, but like, again, part of the challenge for him is they're, they're only open for an instant. You know, because everybody knows where he is always. 
defensively. Everybody knows where he is. And um, he only he has to fire these things quick. And congrats, Randall. Get better, Jalen Brunson. That's pretty well said. Um, Frank Miranda. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Frank's usually a Debbie Downer. Let's see what he's got tonight. Hey, Mag, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. I'm sorry. Tibbs is sorry. <laughs> Year three, and we still cannot beat the zone inbounds and late game situations and get flustered with a press. Hashtag fire Tibbs. Frank, you know why Frank's upset? I'll tell you why Frank's upset. Frank picked, I believe, 36 wins for this team. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was 36. Uh, that might even be high. But yes, let's, let's go with 36. Let's go with 36. Stay, stay on here because I, I, I need you on here when I to tell me if I'm going over the top with my defense. You're good. Um, of my coach. But uh, uh, so <laughs> yes, defend the, your coach. Let's hear it. The inbounds in the late game situation you didn't have your starting point guard. So I think that deserves to be mentioned. Um, get flustered with the press. Did they get flustered with the press tonight? I guess the the madness that occurred. Uh, um, the flustered with the press, I think, speaks to the um, apologies, everybody. My mic came in hot. Um, there you go. The flustered with the press, I think, that more speaks to the seventeen turnovers. Um, it's more the trapping. I think that's is trapping. What, that's that's that, trapping but I think, defense. but I'm not. But that's what I'm thinking. I'm. I think he's referring less to the an actual press. And yeah. he's more talking about and, the the trapping, that and that's on. and that's you know that's a Julius thing. Uh, Julius got flustered. I mean, again, seven turnovers for Julius Randall. That is, I don't know that there's a coach alive or dead that could coach that out of Julius Randall. Um, you know, and RJ has obviously had his turnover issues as well. He had five tonight, so five seven plus mm-hmm. five. Those are twelve of your um, turnovers again, and that's you're directing the offense through those guys because you didn't have your starting point guard who's a very low turnover guy. And to their credit, they've been an extraordinarily low turnover team um, all year long. And then here's the one I was waiting for. I was surprised it, came, it took this long to come up. Miami's fifth in defense. They play, what's the exact percentage of zone they play? Isn't it like 20% or 20-something percent? It's something like that. Z, DJ Zulo's in this pregame was basically said, expect to see a lot of their patented 2-3 zone tonight. You know, It's an insane percentage of zone. Everybody, yo, everybody knows it's coming. The Knicks knew it was coming. Every team that plays them knows it's coming. We're 50-something games into the season. They're fifth in defense. They play a ton of zone. Any complaint you want to have about Tibbs against can't, can't beat the zone, go say the same thing about 28 or 29 other coaches in the or 28 other coaches in the league because they're fifth in defense. Yeah. So I guess every coach doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. So I'm going to defend both of you. To Frank's point, this is not the first team to play a zone against the Knicks and succeed. To sure. your point, it's difficult to beat a zone when you don't have a lot of great three-point shooters. That's, and yeah. I just, in prep for the pod with, with Giancarlo yesterday, I rewatched a lot of that Cavaliers um, heat game where they played the exact same type of 2-3 zone that had a lot of trapping in it. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland struggled against that zone. So, like, th- you're right. It is played to an elite level. And I was I was actually, it's why I was so impressed in the third quarter that this team was able to beat the zone the way that they did. So, this is funny. This is the third, uh, the Knicks' fourth highest turnover uh, game of the season. They've had 21, mm-hmm. 20, and 19. They've won three of those games. Really? What are the other ones? Yeah. Uh, 21 turnovers again at Philly early in the season where they uh, escaped uh, against that undermanned Philly team. And then the game that started the eight game winning streak um, against Cleveland, they had uh, 20 turnovers. 
the 19 turnover game was the game immediately before that against the Dallas Mavericks at home, at uh, MSG. Oh, okay. There you go. Which they did not win that game. <clears throat> of course. That was, that was not yeah. a game I would have expected them to win. Yeah, the Knicks tonight, by the way, um, I don't know if I said it already, 12 of 36 from three. A lot of those were open looks against the zone. And they missed, mm-hmm. you know. Janky AF. Glad I picked my bulk lot of diapers this morning. <laughs> oh, Alex also brings up a good point in the chat. The The Cleveland game was the 15 travel game. So I don't even know if you can count that as like a huge turn. Oh, my game. God. Yes. It was one of the was, weirdest nights I've yeah, ever watched basketball. Was, Every time you wild. took a step, let alone a second step, it was called a travel. So. That's a great call. And any six, though, we had one of our good old fashioned meltdowns and still won. I don't think this was a meltdown. Meltdowns happen. No, meltdowns happen over minute. For me, Nick's meltdowns happen over minutes. Like it's we're up by a dozen or we're up by a dozen with three minutes left or we're up by seven with, you know, 65 seconds left. This was we're up by five with five seconds left. There's there has to be just a different word for it. I think there's. You're right that there's probably a different word. I think there are levels of meltdowns in a world where the games where they blew double-digit leads late in the fourth or late in the second half exist, and also games where they had a nine-point lead with 30 seconds and lost, a three-point lead against the Bulls and missed free throws and lost. Like There are two kinds of meltdowns, which is what I think Anthony's referring to. Is We had another one of those games. John, they had two turnovers in the last 30 seconds. Like This is... This is- you well no it wasn't two turnovers oh yeah the on the, the crazy the inbound pass to Jul from Julius to um, oh from RJ to Julius that Bam stole and then well, that was the Julius that was trip. with fifty five seconds off so two Five in the last, last minute, minute whatever. whatever the fact is you just don't turn the ball over you probably and you hit your free throws you win this comfortably tonight for me this was more you're about to cross the finish line to win the race and then diarrhea slips down your leg and you slip on it and you fall and lose. They've except except you, here you fell over the finish line and still won. I think I think Tyler Hero pushed them over the finish line by missing that shot. So we'll we'll go with that. Maybe he slipped on the diarrhea. There you go. Tyler Hero slipped on the diarrhea. <clears throat> I will call that process that erased the last two minutes from my brain. Hashtag Brunson Harry back. There you go. Red Sarachek with another one. Uh, let play. Last play was the difference between me. Uh, chucking my remote and praying to it like the prayer <laughs> stick that it is. Crazy to think we made it to the playoffs without a point guard. Um, uh, yeah. No, shout out Derek Rose. Derek Rose. 30 some odd games of Derek Rose. And that they were like 22 and like 14 or something crazy during that stretch with Derek Rose. They so. were very good with, with Derek Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny Gardner with another one. The fourth quarter offense was noticeably smoother when it didn't go through Julius Randle. Completely agree. It doesn't even have to be RJ. It just can't be Julius. I'm laughing because we came up with a nickname for when they decide to go ISO Julius in those situations down the stretch. We came up with a nickname for that kind of offense. It's called Run the Jewels. (laughs) Run the Jewels. Anytime they go ISO Randle, Tibbs is yelling Run the Jewels. It just never works. It never works. He can't initiate offense in those situations. Um, I, yeah. 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 Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Danny. William E. Grimes is essential to the offense. So I do think, listen, I'm 
let me be very clear about this. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that uh, Jalen Brunson sh- should not be a member of the starting lineup, but I do think it was interesting to see quickly Grimes and RJ and Julius together. Um, I kind of like that look. I thought they did some nice things together. Um, you know, um, Tom Thibodeau has done some different staggering things. Maybe, maybe got a look at what he saw tonight and was like, maybe there's another way I could stagger because yeah, I don't know that they found that perfect formula yet. Um, but I did like how that, how that group looked tonight. Now, Julius got off to an incredible start to this game. We should also note. Um, so yeah. Ham DM. Do you think Randall puts pressure on himself? Mm. Hashtag relax, man. Why are you making a face? I think this is just who he is. He's a, a intense player. You know, he only has a a version <clears throat> he knows that is super intense, or you know, the the lack of effort that we've seen sometimes. I think is just when you go. It's it's always either one ten or like twenty percent. He doesn't have like a cool seventy five percent version of him throughout a game. Yeah, and he. What do you think is what do you think is the biggest? What's the biggest like the one like non basketball quality, but a quality that he would trans translate to the basketball floor court um, quality that you would give him is it is self awareness. But so what I would want him to yeah if you have, could give him one if you could Im- imbue is that the right word imbue on him one quality processing he takes like so shout out Mensa he was killing it on the playback tonight. Um, he said that Julius Randall is like Windows 95 when it comes to how quickly he processes things. He always needs like an extra two or three seconds than other quicker decision makers. But Julius Randall making quicker decisions is one of the more unstoppable players in the NBA. The problem is that and, it rarely does he always make it the quicker decisions. And you saw that um, on a couple of the traps mm-hmm. where he just like, and I was thinking of the... Benji did a breakdown at some point. I don't know. The last few weeks, I think where he, he would stop and he would freeze at the exact moment where it's like, this is where the pass the pass needs to be made now. You know, he Benji's video about the last play against the Lakers. Like Julius has to see that pass. Yes, absolutely. But like, there's a lot more examples and it's just, yeah, processing speed. But I also think self-awareness because like, when he doesn't have it or when things are not going his way, he does not seem to have the ability to self-regulate. Right. It's And, and again, we saw it, I think it was at the end of the third quarter, right? Where somebody had to come and corral him from getting attacked. Yeah. 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 No, I disagree. I think both would... This is, this is the flaws of a an all-star that is not a perfect player, you know? Yes. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 
866-610-3666-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Dan Hidalgo, 30 on Valentine's Day. Can I claim too old for this? Oh, happy early birthday, Dan. Happy early birthday. You're going to be 30. Um, no. Not yet. No, you, you cannot. Um, I don't know if I am. You're, you're a- aging. The aging process starts at 30. For me, it did. At least. I've told you, I don't mind the early aging process. I want to be the wiser one, you know, older and wiser. God bless you. I don't know. I, some, some of us have to be that, you know, thank God. Thankfully it's you to want to be in their thirties, you know, Je- Jeff Smith can Clyde discombobulated and recombobulated. Did he actually say that? I don't know, but if he did, it's, it's amazing. Fantastic. That, that sentence alone is, is amazing. Thank you, Jeff Smith. Yeah. <clears throat> um, here you go. MDM. <laughs> You are old, John. I am old. I am. Wait till your kids get older and are crazy about the Knicks just as much as you are. Best group chat ever. Um, thank you, Hamdi. Yeah, tonight it was kind of cool because my wife... Um, I don't know if she wants me saying that. That's okay. She uh, she's, take, she's taking a class uh, or taking some different classes uh, for for grad school. Uh, she's getting an advanced degree at John Jay. And Thursdays, she's out of the house until pretty late. Um, at night, so I was just chilling with my oldest, and she was sitting there watching the game with me. And uh, they were up by a lot in the first quarter. They were up by thirteen in the first quarter, and she's like, 
they're doing much better than normal tonight. So she knows enough to know that they usually do not do that well. Mm-hmm. And then um, when they went down, they're like, oh, she's like, no, they're not doing as well again. I was like, yeah, they're not doing as well again. And then she fell asleep on the couch. That's my story. We we share that. Significant others that while we're watching sports, they fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my wife also falls asleep on the couch, but like, yes. Yeah. Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? How you doing, bud? Um, guess what? Only need to win at least two more, LOL. I need one more for the for the week, right? Yes, you need one more for the week. The Knicks need two more for that five and nine to come to fruition. Yeah. No, I know that I know. Yeah. Um, they seem determined to bounce back in spite of the eye test. I love like the way they came out tonight and the way honestly they've really they had two terrible stretches. The bench in the first half, and then the starters, mostly I think it was the starters in the third quarter. After the starters had gotten off to a great start to the third quarter. Then they the three hero threes in a row, and then uh, some some not great Julius on offense. And it was it was literally like five minutes, and it was like that. That was a terrible five minutes, terrible five minutes in the first half. The rest of the time, other than the last minute of the game, but they like you know they played thirty, like nearly forty minutes of really good basketball tonight. That's yeah, impressive. I agree. Asian Ferg, what's going on, Asian? Hashtag E Train Knicks. <laughs> they break down every morning, but we still love them. I remember the E train. I, I, I used to have to take that. Never what a game! It. Really? Where it's am good, I taking line. the E train to Long Island? It's like that's I forget. Yeah. No, you were never. It's the Long Island Railroad. That's the Brentwood Line. That's what I got. The the Ronkonkoma Line, I should say. The E train's a, a funny bird, uh, which is why this is a great analogy. What a game! Full team effort. We handled the zone def- defense extremely well. Okay, I don't know if I go that far, but I thought they handled it okay. Hit timely open shots. Deuce Grimes, I heart clutch. Let's go next. Thanks as always, Haitian. Your your contributions and, and positive energy are always appreciated by no one more than me. <laughs> I promise you that, James Pascal. If only we could get what we got tonight from the bench. Just on the majority of games, huge games from Fournier, Deuce, and iHeart tonight. Like, can I openly ask where, where has that version of Evan Fournier been that we saw in the third and fourth quarter? I have no idea. Like, because if that dude was capable of doing that, like, there's no question he'd be part of the rotation. That dude's part of any rotation in the league, even even not shooting it well tonight. But positive impact. Um, you don't have to shoot well to play well. Um, yeah, I don't know where that guy's been because that has not been the guy that we've seen at all this year. When he was in the rotation, even when he got had to sub in, like he had a couple nice moments. But this was his best. I don't know. You could argue this might be his best, most impactful game of the season. And again, he did he finish one for seven? Because I know at one point he was one for seven. One for seven. One for six from three. So it wasn't yeah. even that he needed to make shots to be impactful. Yeah, you, you, just, know. you know, you watch the game. Like that dude helped them win the game. <clears throat> Busy. Good win. Shout out to the casuals for solid, entertaining playback. And shout out to all the patrons for a solid discussion on the Discord today. Plug Patreon membership here. Good night. <laughs> Do you want to plug Thank- Patreon? Yeah, I'll I'll put the link in the in the chat real quick. But uh patreon.com backslash Nick's Film School and uh yeah, join us. We we have a Discord that we like to chat in. We do we're basically doing two uh, watch parties a week. But basically, if the casual Friday crew 
There's a game on Thursday. We do a playback instead, but you can join us for our, our watch parties every week. Um, and John and I, we're doing a pod tomorrow. We do an extra KFS pod every month, uh, every week, uh, once a week, um, that covers the NBA at large, which I think tomorrow we're going to be reacting to the NBA All-Stars. Um, I have a question for John. We need him to help me with something, which I'm going to surprise him with tomorrow on the pod. Oh, great. And then I think we're going to look at the uh, the All-NBA conversation before um, we head into the All-Star break. So Can I... Can I give you an early, or maybe not that early, but a candidate for quote of the year? Quote of the year? Yes, go ahead. As courtesy of the great Ian Begley. Julius Randle was asked about Tom Thibodeau's impact on his game. Stay with me here. There's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a roller coaster ride. As a player, oh it always feels great when your coach it. has the ultimate trust in you. He's meant a lot to my career in helping me get in this position and growing my game and holding me accountable. <laughs> he's been amazing. <laughs> Look, it, he's a two-time All-Star and this was a guy who nobody thought I mean, I don't I don't think anybody thought he had a, a real chance of making the All-Star team. Um, I mean, Jesus Christ, the Lakers Lakers didn't pick up his like yeah. qualifying offer. They dumped him when they were trying to clear space for LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they renounced I, his rights is what they did. Yeah. And he's, he's a two-time all-star now. And it is, again, the, I wrote about it today for the newsletter. The Tibbs Randall relationship is, I, I think I called it, has there ever been a less popular, uh, I always use this word, but, it's the correct word here, ostensibly successful relationship in New York sports history because they have won. Yeah. When you put them together, they have won. They've won more than they've lost, which for this franchise, throw a fucking parade. So you can't look at the Julius and Tibbs combination and say, oh, it hasn't been successful. It has been successful. And yet they empower each other um, <laughs> in lots of ways. Uh, it's just, it's wild. Uh, it's wild. I think you got me thinking when I read the newsletter this morning about other player coach combinations. The ostensibly successful part is the that's the tough part because Julius, there are comps to guys that came here, started off slow, and then were good. There's nobody I can think of that came here, started off slow, then was good, then was bad, and then was even better again. And then the Tibbs thing, like you said, one I don't think you get one without the other. So how do you how do you evaluate something that you can't fully call a failure, but you also you you wonder you wonder how hard how far you can go with them uh, together? I, you know, you can't call it a failure. I mean, look, I don't want to get out of myself, but like if they make the playoffs this year, and it's a franchise that's made the playoffs, it made the playoffs four times in. 20 years, right? Or four times in 19 years? Uh, Once with Marbury and then three times with Mello. And then two years ago. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, five, that, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Four times four, in 19 years. Four times in 19 years. And then if you're going to say twice in three years and the most important player in that time has been Randall and obviously it's, it's under coach and, and like Tibbs has been for better, I mean, for better and for worse. He has been behind Julius Randle becoming this version of Julius Randle. 
And Julius Randle's been behind it too because he puts in the work. Um, and he has the self-belief. <laughs> and that self-belief manifests itself in many, many ways. That's all. We can, let's move on. Nicholas Roberts. RJ needs that kind of hard coaching and there is so much of a need on this team for a guy who cuts and runs. Where could we find a guy like that? Is this a cam thing? I don't know. Hold on. I wasn't reading it. RJ needs that kind of hard coaching. Uh, the guy who cuts and runs. I, I'm going to assume it's a cam thing. Um, right. I'll, I'll let Nick chime in. It was, it was fascinating to see Tom address the cam stuff in the pregame show, in the pregame interview. You know, I'm so. assuming he was his, either his agent or his manager he was calling out. Probably his manager at the end where he's like, I have an idea, idea where it's coming from. Um, oh, it's an OB thing. I think it might be an OB thing. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I love when Obi cuts. Obi, I want Obi to cut more. He used to cut a lot more. I, maybe they told him to stop cutting. I don't, I don't think so. Um, again, I, you never fully blame the player, especially when they're trying to turn him into a three-point shooter. But you know, there's, you, you, yes, more of that, please. Juanan, big win. Here's the tough question. What's more overrated, South Beach or Heat culture? I'll hang up and listen. Also, deadline thoughts if you haven't hit it already by the time I'm reading this. Um, the South culture. Beach, like South Beach is amazing. I, I have nothing bad to say about the actual experience of South Beach. I went there this past summer. One of my favorite vacations ever. <clears throat> I, I could never do it year round, but um, I, as somebody who enjoys the beach, enjoys that kind of weather, I, I got to go heat culture being more overrated than the actual Miami heat, you know? Like, I'm going to push back on that. Oh, and I go think ahead. Th- this is the difference because you're not a drinker. Oh, uh, okay. I, however, as if it's by the custom scotch glass that says, let's go Knicks and scotch it up that my wife was so kind to get for me many years ago. Oh. Bar scene sucks, South Beach. In South Beach, yeah, it's a tourist trap. It's it's all it's all bullshit, um, you know. And and there's a, a club or two if you know where to look. But even that, it's I don't know. It's not it's not my scene. The beach itself, I don't think is great. Like there's much better beaches elsewhere in Florida. Like uh, the literal beach. Okay, I don't hate the actual. Again, only been once, but I don't. If hate you go to South Beach, you're sticking at South your, Beach. You're sticking at your. You're, you're staying at a hotel that has a, either a private beach or a really sick pool. Um, and those are a lot of money. So, but I don't even qualify that as South Beach because you're going to spend a lot of money on a hotel for that. You go somewhere else. So like that's not South Beach. Like, I, I don't know. The restaurants aren't like there's some cool nooks and crannies in Miami, but that's I don't even think the restaurants in South Beach are that great. Heat culture. How many um, how many conference championships have they been to since Pat Riley got there? Mm-hmm. How many NBA finals have they got to since NBA, since Pat Riley got there? Good job, LeBron. Good job, Dwayne Wade. Who got him there? LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. And Shaquille O'Neal, who you like to say is great. He traded for Shaq. Mm-hmm. He drafted Wade. He convinced LeBron. He, he wanted Chris Bosh. I he think got- Dwayne Wade convinced LeBron James. Butler wanted to go there. That's the that's the feather. Drafted Bam. Yes. Drafted Hero. Mm-hmm. Finds all these undrafted guys. Give me the weather. 
<laughs> Listen, we're not going to get the Riley interview if you keep this shit up. Yeah, good. I'm going to come on. At the moment he comes on, I'm going to ask him why he left like a punk. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Don't worry. I won't be there for that interview just to, to allow you the, the runway, sir. Don't worry. And we'll, there's plenty of deadline stuff next week. John has an announcement coming in the not too distant future. I do. What are you doing next week when? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Can I ask that at the end of this? Yeah, if you want. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Joe Dugan. What's going on, Joe? Uh, I know you're not an RJ guy, but he gets us much better shots at the end of games than Randall. I completely agree. 1,000%. I was so happy to see the ball in, RJ, in RJ's hands at the end of the game. I wanted the ball in his hands. Um, I wanted the ball in his hands more in the fourth quarter than than it even was. And it was in the, his hands a lot in the fourth quarter. There's, I mean, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I, you, I actually think... I can't make a make a good faith argument that I'd rather see the ball in his hands than Brunson's hands because Brunson's clutch stats are what they are and RJ's clutch stats this year just have not been great. But like even with the poor clutch stats for RJ this year and last year's clutch stats were much better for RJ. I do have confidence. I do have confidence when he has the ball in his hands at the end of a game. Anyway, passes out of doubles and makes life easier on the team. I he he knows how to pass out of a double. I I Yes, he does that better than Randall, for sure. 100%. Thank you, Joe. <clears throat> Austin Z. Um, before I read Austin's comment, by the way, we should note that Luka Doncic, uh, I don't know how severe the injury is, hurt his heel tonight, mm. had to leave the game. They almost blew a 31-point lead, ended up winning by five over the Pelicans. Ooh. Yeah, I, well, that was 94-61 when I was last yeah, watching. It, it got a lot closer after Luka uh, couldn't couldn't stay in. If he goes, I mean, I, I, I love Luka Doncic. I'm I love watching him. I'm a big fan of his. I don't want any. I gotta always add this caveat. Don't want anything really harmful to happen to anybody. But if that dude was out like a month, mm-hmm. shit, that draft pick gets very interesting. Um, Austin Z. Not blaming Randall for taking the wide open dunk at the end at all. But am I crazy for thinking he could have held it and waited longer to score? What? I just watched the play that Luca fell on. He went up for a layup and got like. He got hit on his hip that meant went from him going straight up to then falling on his back and he took like a really bad fall. So that looks like that look it looks like he, he avoided the worst part of it. Like it's not a fracture or anything, but he probably he probably jammed his he like fell on his ankle too. I'll send you the thing to watch. I'll put it in the chat too, everybody. I mean, that might be a uh out to the all star break type of deal. That, that I would um, should be shocked if he's playing the all star game this year. So I want to go back and rewatch the play. It, from what I recall, I'm I'm doing this from memory. So if I fuck it up, apologies. From what I recall, there was no one in his immediate vicinity. Now, that said, I do think there is a little bit of the take the knee at the one yard line. You know, don't don't worry about your fantasy owners. Um, games this week um, and the touchdown because we've seen that come. Didn't we see that come back to bite a team in the NFL this year? I know I don't want, pay that much attention to the NFL, but I think it did look no further than the New York Jets against the Cleveland Browns because um, the Cleveland Browns got the first down could have taken the knee at the one game would have been over. They scored the touchdown, got put it. them up by 11 <clears throat> and the Jets scored a touchdown, recovered the onside kick. Yeah. 
and then scored another touchdown. So that, so that like, happens all the time. Was there a world where Julius just could have kept dribbling? Yes. Now, if he kept dribbling, more seconds go off the clock. I don't. Again, I would have to go back and rewatch it. Was it was it such that like someone was a second away from fouling him? Someone was two seconds away from fouling him. Was there a pass that he could have made? But like, if anything goes wrong, if anything goes wrong, if he tries to make the pass and it go it, it get, goes off a Knicks player out of bounds, and then you're sitting there, and let's say there's a second and a half left on the clock. Let's say he dribbled around and it, it, whatever. Something bad happened. Then the Heat are inbounding the ball with uh, whatever, some time left and they're only down by three. And everybody's asking the question, oh my God, Julius Randle was under the basket, up three. He could have dunked it to put them up five with five seconds left. How do you not dunk the ball? You know, so I could see it both ways. I could see it both ways. So I agree with everything you just said. And I just watched the play. Um, the only thing I'll say, because Julius could have dribbled to the corner, the scattered, again, organized chaos is what we called it. The scattered nature of the play where the Knicks got a rebound, then another turnover, then the heat turned it over. And then the Knicks get the high heart pass up court. If I'm, if I'm Julius, just take the points and trust that you can protect the five point lead with five seconds left. I don't, I'm not sure nobody could hear anything at that point. So if someone was yelling, just dribble to the corner and throw it up in the air. Yeah, I would I, also like you should be able to protect the five point lead for five seconds. But like, what do we always hear? And this, I think, has to do with a lot of their end of game shit. That's bad. What do we always hear? Like professional athletes are incredibly gifted at what they do when they're asked to do something that they're not accustomed to doing is when they fuck up. Mm-hmm. And imagine Julius like so, uh, Julius. Let's pretend he heard someone yell. Oh, dribble to the corner. And then he like, we now if you haven't seen this player get rattled before. I mean, maybe he imagine, just falls suddenly. Oh, did we see that tonight? <laughs> imagine yeah. he goes to dribble and he dribbles it off his foot. Yeah. And then there's four seconds left. And they're like, and we're sitting there and be like, oh my God, why did he dribble the ball? He was right in the basket. And we're, we're losing our shit. I, I agree. Take the two points. You're an NBA team. You should be able to uh, look. I actually do think there is something to Austin's comment that the heat had trapped quickly. And then Randall had a wide open lane and probably the wide open right side of the court. I just also, I'd rather see the two points get scored and then you protect the five point lead. That's at least my thought. Um, yeah, but I'm happy we went through that. That was, that was yeah. good. 